Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to Hold Up, Let Me Explain. It's me, your girl, Nicole, here with a brand new episode, and today I'm going to keep it short. Today, I'm going to do a little get to know me. And this is funny because this is probably something I should have done in the beginning when I first launched my podcast. And it was something that a friend of mine brought to my attention when she subscribed. She was like, I know you, we know you, but what about the new listeners that don't know you? Maybe you can post an episode where you're just kind of talking about yourself. And ironically, I was like, well, isn't that a little narcissist? But bitch, you have a podcast where it's only about you. So I think we're kind of past that. (laughs) So I just figured I'd give you a short episode today on a little get to know me. I'm just going to talk a little bit about myself and just answer a few questions that I found on the internet and just let let it go, let it roll. (laughs) So I'm going to begin with, let's get to know me. So my name is Nicole Angelica Severo. I'm 28 years old. My birthday is on October 10, which makes me a Libra which if you follow astrology, you can come up with your own assumptions about me from being a Libra. I was born in Brooklyn, New York. I moved from Brooklyn to Washington Heights to the Bronx, and then eventually moved up to Middletown, New York, which is about an hour and change north of the city. And whenever you move out of the city, regardless where it is, it's considered upstate. So when I would talk to people and say, oh, I lived in upstate New York, Middletown, people from Buffalo would be like, no, bitch, you're not from upstate. We're from upstate. And you're absolutely right. But anything north of the city is practically upstate to New Yorkers. So there's that. I am Puerto Rican and Dominican. My mom was born in New York, but she was raised in Puerto Rico. And my dad is from Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. I have an older sister in New York and two younger siblings in Dominican Republic. So between my parents, I'm the only one. So I suffer a mild case of only child syndrome. I'm just kidding. Um, So when it comes to my family, it's a little spread out for the most part. It's just me and my mom here in Florida. So her and I are super close. I went to Celebration High School, finished my AA at Valencia College, took about two miserable semesters at UCF, and now I attend Rollins College studying business management. So I am still a college student at almost 30. If you want to hear about that journey, you can hear my episode on how I'm almost 30 without a college degree. Have fun with that one. <laughs> um, I've been to 12 countries. I love traveling, um, but I will say that my two favorite countries will be Italy and Dominican Republic. Those are like the top of my list. Italy, mainly because I studied abroad back in 2014, and it was the best time of my life, and I will be posting an episode on that experience, Uh, but Italy will always have a soft spot in my heart. I lived in Florence for about two months, um, but during that time, I went to Venice, I went to Cinque Terre, I went to Rome, I went to Pisa, uh, I went to this little town... Oh man, I forgot the name of it, but if I find it, I'm sure I can I could bring it up when I record that episode. But it was just the best time of my life. It was like 
the time where I claimed my independence and just went to these places. And I, I went with a friend. We studied abroad together. We lived together. But there were days where I just went out on my own and did my own thing by myself. And it was just such a liberating, beautiful experience. So I always dream of going back. And Dominican Republic is my second favorite only because my father lives there. He retired early. He lives out there now. And I just love visiting him. I've been to certain areas in Dominican Republic, like certain vacation places that are gorgeous. Um, but the humble part of DR where I go visit my dad and see family and just drink coffee and hang out at the house is like my favorite time to just center myself. So that island will always be very, very, very special to me. So that's just like a little bit about me. I mean, if you want to know a little bit more, if I want, if I could take it a little further, I work at Disney. I live in Orlando. I have a boyfriend and I have friends and yeah, I don't think I'm going to tell you too much. I mean, I don't want to give my stalkers too much information. No, I'm just kidding. But that's just a little bit uh, to get to know me. If you are interested in wanting to know more, when I ask on Instagram, ask me a question, then ask me a motherfucking question. Thanks. Moving on. So here are some questions I found on the internet that I figure would be fun to answer. So let's get started. What is your idea of perfect happiness? My idea of perfect happiness, I would probably say, okay, so there's a thing, there's this thing that I like to do. It's like my way of manifesting and I manifest what I want my day to look like. And sometimes it changes, but it's always more or less the same. Do you want to hear it? Okay, fine. I'll tell you. So in this manifestation vision that I have for myself, this is my idea of perfect happiness. I, I wake up, right? And I'm in my dream home. And my dream home isn't like ridiculous. Like it's not a castle. It's not a ginormous mansion. I do pay attention to property tax. And, you know, I'm very realistic on the things I want out of life. Um, but I envision myself waking up in my dream home, but I'm in my room and my room has really big windows. And for some reason, my bed is on the right. It's not on the left. It's on the right. Anyway, I wake up, I look out the window and I get up, I check my phone and I stretch and I go to the bathroom and I wash my face and my bathroom has all like the fancy skincare products that I like, like the ones I can't afford right now. Yeah, I have all of that on my counter. Um, I wash my face. I go downstairs. I let the dogs out. So in my vision, I have two dogs. Um, I always go between a Rottweiler or a German Shepherd or a Great Dane. I know that when it comes to wanting dogs, I know that I want a big dog. So I let the dogs out on the back in the backyard. And then I go to the kitchen and I make myself a coffee. And my cat, which at this point is a very fluffy cat, jumps on the counter and I pet the cat and I give it little kisses. So in my vision, I imagine having two dogs and a cat. 
Um, I check emails, I make myself coffee, and then I go back upstairs to get ready. I eventually let the dogs back in. Don't worry, the dogs are back in the house. And I get ready. I go outside and I envision like what I want the front of my house to look like. There is a gate. I would love to have a gate in my house. Um, or not in my house, but like around it. I hop in the car. Um, I go between wanting like a big truck or, and when I say truck, I don't really mean a truck. I mean like an SUV. Um, yeah. Or even like a Mercedes, like just like a nice four door car. Um, but in black, I like black cars. My car is black. So I like black cars and I get in the car and I drive to the coffee shop, which I dream of owning my own coffee shop one day. So I drive to the coffee shop. I go inside. I greet, you know, my employees. They love me. Obviously, it's my vision. And um, I make my coffee and I say hi to the customers. And, you know, people know that I'm the owner. So they like talk to me and I talk to them and I know the regulars. So I catch up with them. This sounds so corny. I know. Don't make fun of me. But this is my idea of perfect happiness. Okay. This is what I envision for myself. And I stand by the doorway and I just look at traffic go by and I just say what I'm grateful for as I'm drinking my coffee at my coffee shop and I'm happy. So that's, I, that's as far as I take it. I only pray that everything else around me is in order, like my family's health, my health. You know, sometimes I take it a little bit further as far as what I would want my family to look like, but I'll keep that one to myself. <laughs> okay. What is your greatest fear? Um, my greatest fear um, obviously is dying in pain. Um, or drowning, um, or getting bit by a shark. <laughs> I don't like snakes, so sometimes I get scared that a snake is going to pop out of some place. Um, I try not to think about my fears, or my greatest fears, because I'm afraid I'm going to attract that, and I don't want it to happen. Uh, but I would probably say dying in pain. What is the trait you most deplore in yourself? Okay, I'm not even going to front what does deplore mean? Jesus Christ, don't make fun of me. Strong disapproval of. Okay, understood. What is the trait you most deplore in yourself? So what is the trait that I disapprove of myself, in other words? That's a very strong word. I think it's my lack of discipline when it comes to working out or telling myself I'm going to do something like if I say I'm going to do something I do it you know but sometimes I'll write lists that I want to do to feel productive and then I get distracted and I don't do it so that's what I hate that I do that I feel like I need to work on so like there'll be times where like I'll feel really motivated and I'll write like a long to-do list and I'm like, okay, I need to hit all of these points and I'll find myself skipping through some things because I'm like, oh, I'll do that after I do this. Like I get really, like I pick and choose and I just wish I could just be more disciplined and just do it. But there's a reason why I skip those is because it's like so like, oh, 
it's like low-key draining. Like if I have to make appointments, if I have to ask questions, if I want to cancel a subscription, but I know that means having to call customer service and potentially being on hold for 45 minutes or having to repeat myself after being transferred to three different departments. You know, like, you know, those conversations you have to call. Those are the things I'll write down on my to-do list and I'm like, oh, I'll do that later. And then I never do it. And then two weeks go by and then I like hate myself for it. So that's what I deplore in myself, the fact that I need to be more disciplined on the things that I need to do. So I'd probably say that. Um, what is the trait I deplore most in others? Um, dishonesty and inconsistency. I don't like that. Um, which living person do you most admire? I would probably say my dad. I mean, definitely my mom, because she's my mom. But I probably say my dad, because he has lived such a big life, and he has done so much, yet he has found, I guess, happiness and peace in living his life in such a humble way you know like I'm not gonna put my dad's business out there but like he has done crazy things and he's done big things in his life um and to see where he ended up is just humbling you know like he left Dominican Republic lived in New York he made great money big money um, in a lot of points in his life. And now he owns his own restaurant, owns the house he built, had a family, and goes to the beach every Sunday with his kids and just calls me, misses me, and he cooks. He does what he loves and he's happy. And I just admire that, you know? Because, like, people here, it's like, they always want more. They, I mean, my dad's a very motivated man, but he's happy with where he is, you know? And I feel like people always strive for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Like, they're never satisfied. And my father found peace and happiness in where he is in life. And that's kind of what I want for my coffee shop, you know, like a place to go and to provide a service and to just be content and happy and peaceful, you know? Like, I, I guess I kind of want what my dad has, you know? So I definitely admire him. What is your greatest extravagance? <sighs> the way I be spending money? <laughs> like, for the line of work that I do, like, the money is great, but it can be inconsistent. And I be spending money like it's consistent. So that that's my greatest extravagance, let me tell you. What is my current state of mind? Well, I have a headache. I have a headache right now. So my current state of mind is the fact that I'm almost 30 and it's crazy how sleeping with the wrong pillow could literally set the tone for your day. <sighs> I love it. That's my state of mind. On what occasion do you lie? When a man asks for my phone number when I don't want to give it, I give a fake number. Or even if I say no and it's not good enough, I be like, my phone doesn't work. I have no service. This is mainly from like back in the day. 
I, um, yeah, I try not to lie. I know that sounds very like precious, like, okay, bitch, you don't lie, bitch, we all lie. Listen, yeah, little white lies here and there, but there was two occasions <laughs> back in the day. Like I remember I used to work at Rainforest Cafe and I remember I, this was back when I was like 21, like 21, definitely 21. And I was, I had went all the way by UCF, which was, is about like over an hour away from where I used to work. And I went to go get my hair done and I would have finished getting my hair done right on time to make it to work on time. But I think the fact that I was getting my hair done and I was really feeling myself and I was like, oh my God, I look great. Like, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to sweat this blowout out. Like, I want to go out. Like, I want to look good. So I thought to make up a lie to call into work and say that I was having car problems. And I called my job and I was like, oh my God, my car doesn't want to start. I have issues. I'm all the way by UCF. Everyone I know is in Kissimmee, which is pretty much where I used to work. And they can't come get me. And by the time I'll get make it out of here, it'll be way too late to make it to work. And I can't pay for a cab because it's too expensive. Um, this was way before Uber existed. And so I just came up with this grand lie. And they were like, okay. Because the thing is, the job I worked at was very strict on call-outs. Like, like, if you didn't have a good enough reason, you could lose your job over it. So I was really risking it when I, when I called out. But it shouldn't have to be that way. So I did it anyway. But I just, that's why the, the lie was so grand. And <laughs> tell me how when I left the damn salon, I hopped in my car, my car wouldn't start. Like it did as did not start. And it turned out to be the battery. It did not start. And I thought that was karma. That was the universe. So ironically, I lied, but I didn't lie ultimately because my car dead ass didn't really start and I was fucking stranded. So it's funny how that happened. It was almost like I was a psychic or like I almost like manifested. That's how damn good the lie was that the universe was like, oh shit, maybe she's right. <laughs> so ever since then, like, I try not to lie. If I call my job and say like, hey, I'm running late, I got stuck in traffic, but really I was stuck in the Starbucks line for longer than I anticipated. Well, I guess I didn't lie because I was stuck in traffic. Backed up traffic to get a coffee on this drive-thru, you know? So yeah, I try not to lie, but when I do, um, or when I did, it would be when guys would try to get my number. Guys don't try to get my number anymore because I don't really go to the club. <laughs> Um, but those are probably the only occasion I did. Let's see. What is the quality you most like in a man? Initiative. What is the quality do you most like in a woman? Honesty. But not the kind of honesty where like, cause you know, like some girls are like, I'm just going to tell you like it is because I love you. But they say it like in a really direct and mm, almost in a rude way, you know? I feel like it's their way to justify them really just, sure, telling you like it is. But like if you're my friend, I it's not that I don't want you to sugarcoat it for me, but don't tell me something in a way that is going to make me feel disrespected you know, so honesty, but 
in the empathetic way that like you care about me and my feelings and how I process this information. Because people that don't like me, people that don't have the best intention for me are going to treat me like shit. My best friend or someone who's close to me shouldn't do that either. I'm not saying sugarcoat honesty with me, but it should come from a good place with good intention. Not you're being a stupid ass bitch and I don't care if that makes you cry. I'm only saying it because I love you. It's like, no, you're not. You're being a bitch on purpose and you feel like you're entitled to tell me this way because we're friends and it shouldn't be that way. So a quality I, I most like in women is when they're honest, but they're also empathetic in a way that it's like, I'm doing this from a good place and I'm going to be honest with you, but not in a disrespectful way. Because at that point, you're not my friend, regardless on how long I've known you for. You know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. Which word or phrase do you most overuse? Oh, I think I just said it. You know? You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? That. I feel like I say that a lot. I do, um, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like I say that a lot. If you could change, oh, no, I already did that. Let's see. All right, I think I'm just going to do one more. Just going to keep it short. I don't want to be boring, you guys. Mm. Oh, I'll answer this one. I like this one. What is your most treasured possession? Are you ready to hear it? Okay. My most treasured possession is my cat's ashes. I know that sounds a little strange, but um, when I was 16, I had a cat named Puffin. He was beautiful. White cat, one blue eye, one green eye, practically yellow, really, because that's how vibrant his eye was. And he was a little asshole, but he was my asshole. <laughs> he was my precious, precious little baby. And I loved him with all my heart. He was my first pet. Not my first pet because I had pets growing up, but he was mine. Like he was my responsibility. I paid for his shots. I paid for his little grooming. Not that I ever did it often. I never really did it with him because um, he was very feisty. Um, but, you know, I took care of him. He was in my bedroom. He slept with me. He was the best puffin I ever had. And he died when I was 26. He only lived up to 10 years, which pains me because cats can live up to 23. And in my brain, I had it set that he was going to live that long. Like when I would imagine what it would be like being pregnant, I always saw him near me or next to me or being with me, you know? So it was very, very, very heartbreaking like when I tell you, I made the veterinary, like the vet, like the animal hospital shake because of how loud I was crying and almost screaming because he was dying. It was very devastating for me and my mom. Like, I think I even made one of the medical assistants in the animal hospital cry. Like, I mean, I could cry just thinking about it. I'm not, but like... I did not leave the room when they had to put him down. And even after they put him down, 
I was like, I still need a minute with him. And I had him wrapped in a towel. Oh, I feel like I want to cry. I'm not going to cry. Anyway, that was my baby. And so I couldn't imagine burying him because, you know, I'd, I lived in a house, but we didn't own the house. We were renting the house. So I had him cremated. So he's in an urn with a little message that I wrote with his name in cursive. And even when I moved out of my apartment, I still took the ashes with me. Like everywhere I go, he comes with me. I mean, not literally, but wherever I'm living, he's right there next to my bed. So I would probably say that is my most treasured possession is his ashes. Like no matter where I go, like even if I go somewhere and I know I'm going to be there for like a month or two months, those ashes are coming with me. Bottom line. So I would say that Puffin's ashes. I miss you, Puffin. But, um, but yeah, I think I'm going to end it here. I feel a little weird talking about myself by myself. Um, because I don't really know what this is going to sound like when you listen to it. I know I I know that when people do this, they normally do it with another person, so it doesn't feel as awkward and weird and narcissist narcissistic. Um but we're just going to end it here. So um anyway, thank you guys. Thank you for listening in. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I hope that you have fun this Memorial Day, but also remember that today is not about barbecuing. It's about those who have fallen, those who have served our country and have helped give us our freedom and why we're able to do things like this. Even me being on this podcast and talking freely in a peaceful setting because I live in America, because of those who have served us. So always keep that in mind too. All right, my friends, thank you for tuning in. I love you guys dearly. Stay tuned for new episodes every Mondays. I'm very excited for the one I'm posting next week, so stay tuned for that. And don't forget to like and subscribe and review as long as it's five stars. Thank you. Love you. Y'all be safe. (laughs) Thank you so much. Bye.